former President Obama tell CBS's 60 Minutes. I'm more troubled by the fact that other Republican officials who clearly know better are going along with this, are humoring him in this fashion. CBS is Chip Reed. The president stating, he, Biden, only one in the eyes of the fake news media. I concede nothing. A quickly strengthening hurricane Iota is following in the footsteps of Ada. Low-lying areas of Nicaragua and Honduras are being evacuated. CBS meteorologist David Parkinson. Unfortunately, it is running into the same places that saw Ada in Central America. So this is Nicaragua and Honduras, San Pedro Sula, which uh, saw up to two and a half feet of rain from Ada, we'll see another one to two feet at least. Iota just shy of a Category 5, expected to make landfall late today. At last night's People's Choice Awards, gratitude from Ellen DeGeneres for the best talk show prize after controversy over workplace toxicity. I say thank you to the people, for all of my fans, for supporting me, for sticking by me. I cannot tell you how grateful I am. News of the Moderna vaccine pumping up pre-market numbers. Dow futures ahead fourth. 37. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. At Boot Barn, we believe that the cowboy boot is an American icon. Today's boots are not only rooted in history, but are enhanced with modern technology features for the working cowboy. Area boots are built with advanced technology that provides the comfort and support of a high-performance athletic shoe, yet still has the functionality and durability of the iconic cowboy boot. And at Boot Barn, we carry over a quarter of a million pairs of Area boots nationwide. Area at Boot Barn. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. A new airborne sport is driving up the price of pigeons. A wealthy Chinese pigeon racing fan has purchased a Belgian bred bird for $1.9 million. It took place during the end of a two-week auction at the Pipa Pigeon Center. New Kim struck up a bidding war between two Chinese bidders. The winner broke the previous record set by Belgian bred Armando, who sold last year for just under $406,000. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. This could be the best excuse ever to drink beer for breakfast. Waffle House has teamed up with Oconee Brewing Company on a new beer that smells like bacon. It's a red ale called Bacon and Kegs. Waffle House says it has a malty character enhanced with salty, savory, and smoky bacon extract that pairs well with breakfast food items or works as a standalone. It'll be sold in six packs and served on draft at Oconee Brewing, west of Atlanta. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. My son, he lives with me, and, and we both take it every day, and the results are wonderful. But when he was younger, he was in his early 20s, we went skiing, and he had a skiing incident where his big toe on his right foot, the nails got injured, and he lost the toenail. It came back really weird and ugly, and it's been that way for the last 30 years. 
in about four months of us taking the products on a daily basis, his toenail came back perfect. Yeah, I wanted to share that with somebody because it was like astronomical. So we're really very happy with the product. Don't wait to see how Balance of Nature can improve your health from your head to your toes. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need... or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Stacy Unsinger, COVID survivor. I heard a lot about it, obviously, but nothing prepares you for when you actually get it. I started having trouble breathing. I felt like I was drowning. I went to the hospital and tested positive for coronavirus. My oxygen levels dropped really low. I spent several weeks on the ventilator. It was terrifying. I consider myself lucky to be able to share what happened. We can beat this, but it's going to take everyone doing the right thing every single day. Sponsored by the Ohio Hospital Association. The Athens Messenger provides interesting local news, keeps you entertained and informed, but what else? It empowers you by providing information to make the best possible decisions about life, community, and government issues. It supports democracy by providing facts to make informed decisions and keeps transparency in our community. It keeps the First Amendment alive. The Athens Messenger, your local trusted news source. Not a subscriber? Visit our website at AthensMessenger.com or call 740-592-6000. 612 extension 1 to subscribe. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. As the weather turns colder, Ohioans will be spending more and more time indoors together. It is more important now than ever that we all remain vigilant about wearing masks, washing hands frequently, and staying home when we are sick. We all must do our part to prevent the spread of COVID-19 to keep school buildings open and everyone safe. Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
sun's too bright, it's booming in my window here. And it's still a little low. just as everything's so different and uh, here um, let's see here there's three companies Scott I need your help here that's that's um, there's um, there's Pfizer there's Johnson and Johnson and then there's another one I think it starts with either M or N and I guess they've just released results over the weekend of their all their testing and everything and it's like 95 percent effective where the others have been coming in at 90 something like that but um, moderna yes that's it thank you um and you know i i don't know the details about any of the three exactly whether they're shots a single shot whether you have to get multiple shots uh, just uh, oral well you know i just don't know how any of these work i do know and we've talked about the fact that um, at least the first two that have been discussed particularly the pfizer uh has to be an ultra cold um um, storage uh, right up until uh, just shortly before it's actually being administered so um, all right well anyway good morning folks uh, today is November 16th I guess I said that already it's the 321st day of the year In terms of a highlight in history, it would be on this date, but the year 1933. The United States and the Soviet Union, Soviet Union established diplomatic relations. Oh, we could do a few more. Let's see, on this date in 1907, Oklahoma became the 46th state of the Union. Nineteen fourteen, the newly created Federal Reserve Banks opened in twelve cities. In nineteen sixty, on this date, Academy Award winning actor Clark Gable died in Los Angeles. He was fifty nine. I've forgotten how young he was when he passed. You know, I consider fifty nine young, right? Yeah. Nineteen eighty two an agreement was announced in the fifty seventh day of the strike by the NFL players. I remember that. Yep. 
Oh, you too. And it, at the time, it was kind of weird. You know, we we didn't know if we were going to have football this year. But it was just kind of weird not seeing NFL football during that time of the strike. Okay, now this is going to sound terrible and very disloyal and all of that <laughs> stuff. But, <clears throat> but those may not be the right terms. But um, I watched the first half of the Bengals game, and then I... Didn't watch anymore. How did it end up? <laughs> Not well. Okay. What was the final? <laughs> I think it was like twenty-nine to seven, something like that. Okay. But uh, they they just couldn't. It just looked like, you know, a, a pro team playing a college team, really, it, just from what I saw anyway. But it didn't start off good for the Bengals. You know, they had two early turnovers. And that just kind of set the tone, and Pittsburgh scored um, after both of those turnovers, I believe. So, And uh, the Bengals kind of came back down to earth, so to speak. But, uh, you know, compared to how they played the week before against Tennessee, I guess the final was 36-10. to 10. But uh, Joe Burrow had a decent game. I think he hurt his knee, right? Yeah, I the saw one. Half. Yes, yes, I noticed that. He got he got run out of bounds, clear into the bench, and uh, I thought it was should have been an unsportsmanlike or unnecessary roughness penalty, but the officials didn't think so. And uh, you know he came back on the field, he was limping. I never did hear anything, and I, you know, you knowing Joe, you couldn't tell anything was wrong with him. But he was he was limping again in the second half, but then he kind of shook it off and kept playing. But uh, you know, it wasn't okay. So I'm sorry. Good, it's all right. It wasn't a good day for the Bengals. Didn't mean to interrupt there, but um, okay. So <clears throat> we have been um, a network affiliate for the Bengals for years. We've also been for the Browns uh, before the Bengals. In fact, I think there were a few years we carried both. Anyway, uh, of course, the excitement of having a local guy um, and Heisman and all of that stuff. First round pick. Number one pick. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the team. Um, do they have, um, do they have to get some more good players? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not just a weird thing. It's No. It's... The the defense got chewed up yesterday by uh, Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh quarterback. Mm-hmm. They need help there. Uh, the offensive line could, now they played pretty well against Tennessee, but yesterday... Uh, Joe was sacked four times, I think. Uh, but they just didn't seem to play as well as they did the week before. Yeah, you're going to have that, period. You know. Well, yeah, but, but what I'm getting at is... Um, they need help in, in both offense and defense. In that, even when they got him, they knew that was going to be, right? Yeah, yeah. So now they keep building around him. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Usually when a number one pick goes to a team that finished with the worst record in the NFL the previous year, uh, they know they're going to a team that's not having a lot of success. But Joe's the type of kid that he won't let that continue. That, Like he did at, uh, well, LSU, for example, when he went down there. Nobody expected much out of him. Matter of fact, I saw some posts uh, that were on there from diehard LSU fans saying, "What's this? Who is this guy coming from Ohio State? Why, why is he coming here?" You know. And then when he left there, he was a legend. I mean, they loved him. Mm. So with his disposition of that, of being a winner, being a leader, you know, he was elected one of the captains of the Bengals as a rookie, which is basically unheard of in the NFL. Uh, he'll he'll get he'll get things turned around. Jimmy and I, his dad and I have discussed that a few times about Joe's not one to let things like that get him down, and eventually he'll get it turned around. It may take a year or two, a few years, but I think some players are going to see that they can come to Cincinnati and play with a guy like Joe. They've got a couple good rookie wide receivers that Joe is connecting with playing pretty well so i see a lot of uh possibilities in that so uh but again you got to give credit to the steelers they're not undefeated by accident you know they're they're the best team in the nfl right now so uh they were playing against the uh, number one team in the nfl yesterday but still joe had a decent game 21 of 40 213 yards uh the only touchdown they had was a touchdown pass but He's the type of kid he, he doesn't like to lose. Nobody does, for that matter, or else you shouldn't be playing a game. But uh, Joe's just got that it factor about him that he's going to get things turned around there in Cincinnati, I do believe. But, uh, you know, they may get a high draft pick again this year, depending on their record. So if they get some more good picks, some more good young players, as you mentioned, they're going to build around Joe. But you do think that's the plan? I mean, I, yes, I do. Even when they acquired him, it, yes. Okay. Now, if if they don't trade him, that is, which I certainly hope that doesn't happen. But there's, there's. Why would they do that? Well, they they can get more players of value out of somebody like him, and a team that needs a quarterback uh, of Joe's caliber. I've already heard rumors of teams looking to trade for him, like the Philadelphia Eagles, for one. Um, also, uh, New England has mentioned something about that. You know, it's just rumors, but it's it's a business. You know that. Um, any major professional sports league is a business. And if Cincinnati sees, you know, three or four good players to come back to them or some high draft picks coming in for a trade, uh, you know, that's always a possibility. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I don't understand these things, clearly. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's move on. Anyway, um, so they lost. Yeah, they okay. did. They, they play uh, Washington next week. Okay. The Washington football team, as they're referred to in Washington, since they dropped the name Redskins. Oh, oh, oh. Now I follow. So now they're just merely known as the Washington football team. 
Let's see. What about some uh, notable birthdays? Um, I'm reading down the list here. The first few, I don't know these same, names. Same with me as I looked at it earlier. Um, I didn't recognize some until we get, until the list got down into the early 60s, I think. Well, the the oldest one that I recognize is second on the list, journal, uh, journalist Elizabeth Drew, who's 85 today. But then we skip down quite a ways. Diana Krall, one of my favorites, a jazz singer, 56. I performed with her once, I think, when she was really young. Um, let's see, who else do we have here? Mercy. Very odd. Um, <clears throat> Oksana Bayul, right? The uh, Olympic figure skater. Mm-hmm. She shows up today. Olympic medal, gold medalist and all of that. She's 43 today. So we just skipped from 85 years of age to 43. And nothing in the middle really grabs me. Let's see, what else do we have here? Well, I, I guess the only thing else I can mention is the low, the youngest person listed, who is an actor, Noah Gray Cabay. Gray hyphen C-A-B-E-Y. Cabay, I think, who's 25. So very few that I recognize on that list. Um, let's see. On this day in history, we did a couple things. What else do we have here? 1776, British troops capture Fort Washington during the American Revolution. 1945, UNESCO was uh, founded. That's the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. Uh, 1948, uh, rather, not organization, Operation Magic Carpet begins with the first plane from Yemen carrying Jews to Israel. So, um, did we mention Clark Gable already? Yes. Okay. You mentioned that you had forgotten how young he was when he passed. Born in 1901, died in 1960 on this date. Okay, here's a person I don't know. Okay. This is a uh, famous... Wait a minute. Oh, I see. It's been printing double-sided all day. What did I miss over here? Nothing. Okay. Well, I now see a couple birthdays that uh, we should mention. We have um, Burgess Meredith. Oh, yes. The Penguin on the Batman series. Born on this date in 1907, died in 1997. 
Tiberius, going way back, 42 B.C., born on this date. It's amazing how we keep track of these things. <laughs> 42 years before Christ was born, on this date, this person was born. Tiberius was a former Roman emperor. And he lived to the year 37. So let's see, 42, 37. Do the the math, dude. Can you help? Oh, 40. 79. Yes, 79. Okay. Now, here's a name, maybe two, I don't know. Elpidio Quirino. Quirino. Q-U-I-R-I-N-O, who was born on this date in 1890. Uh, I think I'm going to need the first name there. E-L-P-I-D-I-O. (laughs) E-I-E-I-O? Okay. Um, (laughs) We'll save that for our turf. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he was a Philippine lawyer, politician, who served as the sixth president of the Philippines from 1948 to 1953. Okay. So after the war. Yes. All right. Uh, and then a living person, Zena Garrison. Why is that name so familiar to me? She's 57 today. She is a tennis player. Oh, yeah, that's it. I had a feeling it was sports, and it was. Okay, one more death to uh, mention. Luis, Luis, Real, Real, R-I-E-L. And uh, he died on this date in um, 1885. Luis David Real was a Canadian politician, founder of the province of Manitoba, and a political leader of the Métis people of the Canadian prairies. It appears that he only lived to be 41 years of age. He led two rebellions against the government of Canada. Oh. I don't know. Rebellions aren't... That's troubling to me. Anyway. Okay, so today is National Fast Food Day. Fast food. Uh, in Athens, that's a very popular thing. Yes, it is. Um, it's National Button Day. What in the world can that be all about? <laughs> a button. I mean, either you got a button or a zipper, right? Uh, yeah, I would guess. Um, why do there? Why do we need a national button? Oh, uh, I guess to maybe go along with National Number Two Pencil Eraser Day or National Paper Clip Day. You know, those are my some of my favorites that are kind of out there, but uh, it celebrates. I'm I'm still trying to understand what you just said. Well, National Paperclip Day. Yeah, we've had that before. We've had National Paperclip Day. Do you know how many times I use paperclips? It's a lot. Yeah, they're very helpful. Yep, they are. I guess buttons keep us from exposing ourselves. Um, <laughs> yes. What was the What was the other one you mentioned? National Number Two Pencil Eraser Day. 
Are number two pencil erasers different than number ones or number threes? I give up, are they? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was rhetorical. <laughs> I I wouldn't think so. Huh. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so National Fast Food Day, National Button Day, and National Indiana Day. Okay? Yeah. Now, yesterday, we had a lengthier list. Since we weren't with you yesterday, we'll share it. National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. I don't know what that is. I mean, the fact that it says cookie <laughs> appeals to me. Yeah. But uh, a spicy hermit. It is a cookie flavor reminiscent of autumn spices. They say that the 15th is the time of year. Uh, for the ideal baking up a batch of these delicious cookies, considered an old-fashioned cookie, its spice comes from cinnamon, cloves, allspice, and sometimes nutmeg. I think I would like one of those. Hmm. Those are four good flavors sounds, right sounds there. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. So, folks, I suppose you're... You've heard me mention it periodically that uh, wife Pat is uh, enjoying a long overdue trip to California to see our kids out there. And has um, been there now almost exactly a month. And we got about three weeks to go. Um, so one thing, uh, this next thing makes me think of this. Uh, yesterday happened to be when I did this, and it not knowing it was National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. <laughs> okay? Get all the science experiments out of there. Yeah. That are lurking and, in the back of it. And, um, uh, you know, I haven't bought very many groceries since she's been gone, but, um, you know, I do have certain favorites. I go to the store once a week. And um, there's dips, you know, that I like, like the Maine lobster dip in, not dip, but um, spread. Um, nothing very healthy, mind you, but <laughs> um, still, there. I have to have my little treats. Yeah. Need a little bit of a fix now and then. So there were other things in there that uh, when you looked at the date, you go, whoa, you know? Yeah. So National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day was yesterday. Or and yuck. Indeed, I did it. <laughs> what? Or yuck when yuck. you look at them. Okay. National Philanthropy Day was yesterday, which brings me to another thing I brought in today. We'll get to it eventually here. National Bunt Day. Are they talking about a sport, or is that... Is it B-U-N-T-D-T? Yes. That's a cake. National Bunt Cake Day. Oh. Okay, I guess I have heard of that. Yeah, you put it in like that round pan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bunt Cake. Huh. Okay, well, not, not baseball then. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> which is without the D. Yes. Okay, America Recycles Day. And I did a lot of that yesterday as in the 
process of cleaning out my refrigerator. Uh, in the la national one, the the what did I say? The last one to mention, National Raisin Brand Cereal Day. Mm. Good stuff. As a kid, I loved cereals. I don't think I've had a cereal in 20 years. I'm I'm not kidding. I. It just isn't. Doesn't appeal. Not anymore. Yeah. I I'm the same. I don't eat a whole lot of it, but I I do like a bowl of, like the instant oatmeal every now and then. It's Pat, not, Pat not, does too. Not the same as cold cereal, but mm -hmm. still kind of cereal-ish. Folks, let's uh, let's do our daily update on the COVID thing. All right. My report that I've been preparing since March, mid-March. Um, well, let's start with Athens. As of yesterday at 2 o'clock, we have had a total of 1,636 cases in Athens County. Now, the good thing is that 1,342 of them, which is 82% of that figure, are pronounced recovered. So, uh, right now we have 321 active cases, 57 of which are in the hospital. 264 are recovering elsewhere, presumably at their homes. Uh, 1,636 cases yesterday, as I said, as of yesterday. Um, and if you do the math, that's 28 new cases yesterday. There were 12 new cases on Saturday, 27 on Friday, 22 on Thursday, and so on. What about the state of Ohio? New cases, well, cases as of yesterday, 298,096. Now, th there's one thing I, I would like to point out here. Going back to our county, 1,636 cases since this all began here in Athens County. That is 2.55% of our county's population. Now, in the state of Ohio... We have 11,689,000 people. So yesterday's number of 298,096 thousand cases since it all began is also 2.55%, the very same. Now there's been a few times 
well, for most of the period, we have been lower than the state. But then about, um, I don't know, a month or so ago, we became a bit higher than the state. But the last day or two, we've been the very same. Just, just FYI, okay? So that 298,000 cases yesterday, that meant that new cases, just as of yesterday, 7,853. Now once again, how many of that 298,000 are active? That is to say, we had 202,000, almost 203,000 that have been cured now, which is 68% of all. Um, well, we have 95,159 active cases in the state of Ohio. 4,204 require ICU as of yesterday. 18,061 are in a less, just in regular hospital settings. There we go. We have 67,172 uh, who are recuperating, presumably, at their homes. Well, we have two things to continue on, by the way, um, and that is the world in the U.S., and these are much shorter. So in the United States yesterday, 11,050,151 cases. There's also been 245,777 deaths. I think I failed to mention the deaths in Ohio. 5,722. That's since it all started, which was in March 1st. And the other thing I've noticed is the death rate was much higher earlier on than it is now. And I think that's because we have, as a society, learned how to treat it better. It could have been the shortage of, um, what, the breathing stuff? Yeah, what, what respirators. They, respirators, that's right. Yeah. And that has since been corrected mostly. Yep. Yeah. A little um, better earlier health care. Just better knowledge. Yeah. And maybe more caution in the sense of someone not feeling good, and so they go and get checked out quickly. Yeah, and even the information about even though you don't show symptoms, still get checked. Mm. Have you been tested? No. I have twice, and both times negative. Um. They were two different kinds of tests, I might add. Uh, 
One was a blood draw. The other one was the swab, right? Um, okay, worldwide, and then we're done with this for today. Worldwide, there are now 54,184,358 cases. <clears throat> the death rate, not the death rate, but the death toll, 1,314,904. So when you compare the cases to the population, it's point. 7%, not even 1%. But here in the U.S., uh, the case rate is 2.5%. Does that all make sense? Yes, it does. And the death rate worldwide, 1,314,904. The numbers make sense. The virus doesn't. But uh, I want to mention something else about the vaccines real quick. Uh, those, the two vaccines that uh, you mentioned earlier from Pfizer and Moderna, they appear to have similar safety uh, and efficiency profiles. Uh, Moderna's vaccine has a significant practical advantage, apparently. Pfizer's vaccine has to be kept at minus 75 degrees Celsius. Uh, no other vaccine in the U.S. needs to be kept that cold. Doctors' offices and pharmacies do not have freezers that go that low. Uh, the Moderna vaccine can be kept at minus 20 degrees Celsius. Uh, other vaccines, such as the one against chickenpox, need to be kept at that temperature. That means Moderna's vaccine be, can be kept in a readily available freezer that is available in most doctors' offices and pharmacies. And, and the, we did mention last week that a local company, Sterling Ultra Cold, Ultra Cool, Ultra Cold, something, something like that, out in the plains, is very unique in that they make the refrigeration equipment that can go to those extremes. Yeah, and and speaking of COVID too, the uh, Ohio Miami football game has been canceled tomorrow night because of COVID-19 issues within the Bobcat staff making uh, rosters depleted. Well, not depleted, but minimized. Uh, so it's been canceled due to the roster issues. When did we get that? Uh, this morning. It was actually posted yesterday. Oh, I missed it. Yep. So uh, anyway, the game, it'll be declared as a no contest. And rescheduling is something that is uh, not being discussed at the moment however that can change now you know okay. we knew going into the season there could be some uh, disruptions and cancellations at the last minute because of this so apparently uh, there's some COVID issues on the Bobcat roster we've had someone waiting on the phone for a few oh, minutes okay. that's all right you didn't know good morning good morning hi I was going to make a segue like God just did Okay. About the Miami High University game. Oh, <laughs> well, what's your point? What's your? Um, I, but I've got other things I can discuss. Okay, <laughs> do uh, it. I was thinking, if Big Ben went to a MAC team, I mean, went from Miami University. 
Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, yeah. I, it's Big Ben. I was thinking of the clock in well, London. Well, they're calling him Big Ben if you listen to the show yesterday on yeah. on, t- on the radio. And they said um, he's a, he's huge, too, so I guess he's a lot bigger than Joe Burrow. But, yeah, he's he's big. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be something if... I, I mean, it makes it possible that if Joe Burrow had gone to OU, a MAC team like Ben had, he still could possibly... Have ended up where he ended up, but maybe maybe wouldn't have gotten that Heisman Trophy or last year. No, he wouldn't have gotten the. But he would have made OU number one. Okay, years. Um, Yeah, Scott, you're better prepared on this stuff. Joe was better suited for big time football in a Power Five conference school. You could say the same about Big Ben. Um, not really, because when he came out of Findlay High School, he was being recruited as a tight end. Ohio State wanted him to play tight end. He didn't want to play tight end. He wanted to be a quarterback. So, therefore, he went to a school that would let him play quarterback, which was Miami of Ohio. So, chances are he would not have been a quarterback in a Power 5 conference school. Uh, he he's not the fleetest of foot, as they say. Well, he's huge. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's about the size of Big Ben. That's that's for sure. The, uh, you know, it's possible he could have. What have you heard about him personally? Isn't he kind of a jerk? <laughs> I don't. I that I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, just like I tease Wyoming all the time. You know, the other thing I like to tease is. Miami. Are you saying that's what I was getting to? Are you are you saying that with that being a Miami University graduate? Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. It kind of goes along with it. <laughs> that I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I do appreciate uh, that you have gotten our Joe to do a public service announcement about the games that you play on WATH are from. Athens, and he says, this is Joe Burrow, and I encourage you to listen to WATH for your Natty Bengals shows. Have you heard that? No, I have not. He sounds great. Okay. He's a good speaker. It must have been something Connor did. Oh. Anyway, uh, that's good. It sounds real nice, and you know he's a humble guy in a way. Well, he's and cool, yeah. He really he, is. He yeah. handles himself very well on the news conferences after the game. Now, you know, I, without, without knowing how close Scott is to the family, I've written twice to them to say, would you come on and be on the show? And gotten nowhere. And well, you got, you but, got the parents. Yeah, one morning. but um, You want Joe on there? Uh, no. I, I mean... You did a great job with them. Okay. Well, I have been after them for a while, and I have forgotten that we did eventually get them. So forgive my poor memory. That was a nice uh, interview, and you even asked him if he had a girlfriend, and someone said he's been seen on TV with his, I mean, the mother and dad with the girlfriend sitting next to him. Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, he admitted yesterday at at the news conference afterwards or whatever that thing, locker room. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. he, he did a lousy second half, and he said, there won't be any more of them this year. <laughs> Allow me one a year or something. <laughs> okay. You know, just, he's just a cool guy, and he did a nice job on the 
answering questions. He said, I, I just was lousy, and he says, I'm going to work on it this week. We have positive attitude. We're not down in the dumps. All that. And it was just nice to hear that. One, one other thing I'd like to hear on your station is the, the top-of-the-hour newscast during the weekend. We had a problem with CBS this weekend, and I discovered it um, Saturday evening, I guess. I wish my phone would stop ringing. Wait a minute here. Stop, phone. There, thank you. Um, and our engineers worked on it uh, Saturday night, and I think it was running okay towards Sunday. No, it wasn't. Well, okay. I know they're working on it. Yeah, but it... And uh, it is not CBS itself. <clears throat> it's the computers that control it. Anyway. I was thinking your system isn't up to snuff yet. It still has these hiccups, huh? But uh, I, I, I didn't follow like... that. What? What did you say? Something about C cups? E cup. E cups. Oh, hiccups. 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 C or C cup, whatever it is. Isn't that a bra size C cup? <laughs> yeah, right. I'll okay. stay away from that. Never one. mind. Okay. But uh, I lost all. Like, <laughs> I'd still like to have Connor Mills newscast come on following the morning. Uh, you mean sportscast? The sportscast right after the newscast. The, the, uh, what time do you do it? 6.30, 7.30, 8.30. Well, you mean the sports cast? Yeah. They're done right before 7 o'clock and right before 8 o'clock, right around uh, anywhere from 10 to 5 minutes to the I, hour. I heard him this morning. Yeah, to the top of the hour. Yeah. But you still need to have one between 8 and 9. Yeah, we and don't have, because we, gotta, have, we have morning devotions between. Yeah. yeah, but if you let it fall right after uh, Stalker or Chalker or whatever is it. Um, Did you say River. stalker? <laughs> right after River, they'd be timed, and we know when to catch it. We don't always know when you're going to give it to us at six or seven o'clock or eight o'clock. Well, it's anywhere between uh, between ten till the top of the hour. Hey, I'm starting to run short on time here. Anyway, I okay. made that suggestion a couple of weeks ago, and you said bring it up. We'll discuss it another time. Bring it up tomorrow, okay? <laughs> no, I just did. <laughs> You well, don't want, you don't I'll want forget to forget by then. Anyway, I'll let you go. you got to play that stupid show of yours. Go ahead. Now, wait a minute. You, you don't like it? Uh, oh, he hung it up. It was like the succinct caller. He hung Re- up. Remember the succinct caller that used to call here? Well, yeah. That reminded me of that right there. Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Coaches, we approach this final regular season football game. Your inept football team going in at 0-9, 0-4 in the conference. And I do want to point out before we go any further that uh, Nat's uh, team over to Bumble State is exactly the same as we are. We, you know, they 0-9 and 0-4 in the conference, so something's got to give in this ball game. And as you said yesterday, it's uh, a game where you can just throw out all the records. That's right. You know, we come down to these traditional rivals. It don't make no difference at all. What you've done in the past, you can throw all the records out the record book. All them statistics doesn't count for a lick. All them players out there just nameless faces they just putting on the uniforms doesn't matter at all what kind of numbers they wear on their jerseys or nothing it's just like all them traditional rivalries you can talk about you got your armies and your navies you got your harvards and your yales you got your east cupcakes and your west cupcakes it's just like all them traditional fierce rivals because it might even come down to a coin toss 
Well, we were talking yesterday about some of the famous games in the Fed. Let's go back a few years to 1953 in a historic ball game. Well, boy, you know, 1953, you are reaching back there. That is a ways back, but that was a, a real uh, historic ball game. You know, uh, Brother Nat had a real fine ball team over to Bungle State that year. He had a lot of real fine running backs, and they must have broke loose with a lot of 60, 70, 80-yard runs that year. And I remember, uh, especially after one play in that ball game, uh, one of his running backs had gone 63 yards for a touchdown, and after that play was over, old Nat hollered across the field. He said, hey, Art, you see that 63-yard touchdown run? Well, wait till next time we get the ball. You're going to see the same thing again. And did you see the same play again? Well, I'm afraid we did, even though we knowed it was coming. You know, that boy runs 63 yards for a touchdown again, and, and that's uh, where that, that phrase instant replay comes from. Another bit of football terminology that originated in the inept tech Bungle State rivalry. And no extra charge for that one. It ain't even midweek. And I'll be back with more from Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. In this crazy program brought to you by Shade Restaurant on East State. It will be brother against brother this week as Inept Tech faces Bungle State. And Coach Turf, you've faced your brother Nat Turf numerous times in the past, although it has happened in college football. It's unusual to have brothers coaching in the same conference. I was wondering about your all-time record against your brother Nat. Well, it's interesting you should bring that up. That's a real fine question. I was just thinking about that, you know, while you was ask, asking it. That, you know, uh, Brother Nat uh, was the first one to get a bicycle, and he was the first one to get a football helmet, and he was the first one to get a skateboard, and he was the first one to get an electric train. And anytime we'd play a game, he'd win. You know, we'd play chess, he'd win. We'd play uh, checkers, he'd win. We'd play marbles, and he'd win. And he reminds me about that record. We zip, and ever how many we played against my brother Nat, I never have been able to beat him in anything. And he reminds me of about it every Christmas when he sends me a Christmas card. Now what does the uh, card contain, Coach? Well, it has the all-time series record in there, and uh, he reminds me that uh, he's the one that caused me to lose my marbles. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own line, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay. <sighs> that succinct caller thing really, uh, really made me remember that when he would call in, and uh, he'd finish up what he said in a second, and all of a sudden just went bye now, click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that guy? Oh, well, certainly. <laughs> he was great. When you think of some of the participants in this show over the years the old timer yeah out there almost to chancy not chancy um amesville um the succinct caller well anyway the point is (laughs) we have had so many personalities show up over the years who well to be perfectly honest have left us yep they've passed on and how each one had a role that we all loved okay uh, about three minutes remaining in today's program and um, CBS News next in sound 
Um, I came across a report called uh, The Most Charitable States for 2021. So um, he said, "'Tis the season for giving, and the latest World Giving Index shows that the, the United States has been the most generous country over the course of the last 10 years. U.S. donors in 2019 gave more than $449 billion to charity." with 69% of the funds coming directly from individuals. This according to the National Philanthropic Trust. Uh, Americans do more than just reach in their pockets to help others, though. They are also contribute their time, plenty of it. Over 77 million people volunteer in the U.S., serving a combined total of 6.9 billion hours per year the equivalent of $167 billion of service. Okay, well, we have to skip all this. We're short on time. So, where do you think Ohio comes in? 20th. 5th. Okay, 20th, by the way, was Illinois. I was going for the middle of the pack. Okay, it's safe there. But, no, Ohio does really well. They are ranked 5th in the nation. Who's first? Utah, second, Minnesota, third, Maryland, fourth, Oregon, and then fifth, Ohio. Sixth is Pennsylvania, seventh, Virginia, eighth, North Dakota, ninth, Maine, and tenth, Colorado. How about on the bottom end? Let's see what time we have. We still have a moment. Uh, The least charitable. This is interesting to me. Arizona. New Mexico, Louisiana, Mississippi, Rhode Island, Nevada, West Virginia, California is 43rd, Hawaii 42nd, shame. Anyway, interesting report here, and let me see if I can find what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, we really don't have much time here. Um, Highest volunteer rate is Utah, lowest volunteer rate is Florida. Highest percent of donated income, Utah. Lowest percent, West Virginia. Highest population. In our 71st year of service, the This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by eBay. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Moderna has surprised even the experts announcing a second coronavirus vaccine. Dr. Anthony Fauci. With regard to a 94.5% efficacy, months and months ago, I said something like a 95% was really aspirational. Well, our aspirations have been met. The efficacy of Pfizer's vaccine, a little lower, 90%. It requires extreme cold temperatures for transport. Moderna's does not. Still, they have a lot in common. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent, Dr. John LaPoop. Both the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines target the spike protein the virus uses to attack cells. Genetic information called messenger RNA stimulates cells to produce harmless versions of that spike protein, triggering an immune response to the virus. 
No current vaccine uses this technology, which is built on decades of research at the NIH and elsewhere. The number of coronavirus cases still soaring. The U.S. has topped 11 million infections with a million in the past week alone. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is putting a hold on indoor dining and in-person classes. If we don't take aggressive action right now, we could soon see 1,000 deaths per week here in Michigan. Ohio Governor DeWine has just announced mass gatherings will be limited to 10 people. President Trump is still insisting he won the election. He tweeted his claim again this morning. Correspondent Weijia Zhang says he'd appeared to budge. The president, for the first time ever, seemed to acknowledge he lost the election, tweeting he won because the election was rigged. But Mr. Trump quickly backpedaled, declaring he wasn't conceding. The FBI's just released its annual hate crimes report last year was the deadliest on record. There were 51 reported hate crime murders. That's a 113 percent increase over the year before. Today is the deadline for filing sex abuse claims against the Boy Scouts. So far, more than 52,000 have come forward. That's more than the number filed in the Catholic Church scandal. Correspondent Earl Barnett spoke to an accuser. You know, I struggled with drugs and alcohol until I was 32. I took a couple of swings at uh, suicide. 